0: Hey, my name is Philip Craig. I'm the pastor here at Aria Church. Thanks so much for joining us. I hope this podcast empowers you, hope it fuels your faith, and hope it impacts your life. Enjoy the message. So I want to talk to you to death. I was praying and I really sensed God put on my heart the word function. I was like, oh, what do we need to talk about this weekend? How do I help people and help myself not just know God's will, how do we operate in it? I felt the word function came to mind, and I was kind of, what is the word function? What does it mean? It really means um, to work in, it's the, something for it to work in its design purpose. So that applies to your car for it to work in its design purpose. It also applies to you. To function, if you're functioning correctly, if your lungs are functioning correctly, you're breathing in, you're breathing out. Inhale, exhale. And it's there, there, there's oxygen um, getting into your bloodstream, and it's, it's allowing you to move. It's functioning the way it's shooting, and, and God's will is for us to function inside of His ways. We spoke about last week. Last week, just to recap, we, we spoke about how um, sometimes we think that the will of God is in the center, and we're always trying to figure out the specifics and the details of what God wants me to do in this situation. Should I wear pink or blue today? Should I wear you know, is God really concerned about those kind of details? Should I shop at Sainsbury's or M&S? You know, what is God's will? Is He that worried? And we realize that maybe God isn't so much worried about um, where you are more than He is worried about who you are. And sometimes we get caught up in the church uh, about dreaming, about destiny, about a position, about a, a circumstance being a certain way, and we get so caught up in this future tense idea that we forget about the present And we learned that all throughout Scripture that that, that we see that the Holy Spirit wasn't there to deliver you in the future. He was there to deliver you in the present. And I'm not saying you don't have to wait, but but while we're waiting, God gives us a fruit of the Spirit called patience. Some of us in here struggle with patience. And so God's will maybe is more to do with let's first decide that we're going to walk in His ways. Let's get into the vicinity of, the, into the area, into the playground, in which God would protect us and have barriers, at the same way we would put kids in to a place, space, a place which they've got boundaries, and then the create, creative elements and the guidance and the dis- self-discovery happens all within God's ways, and then within God's ways, God leads maybe some of those kids into things that they're good at. Oh, I, I'm creative. I like changing the colors. I like lining the colors up all together in the proper order. They start to develop. Start to realize what is my flow, what is my fit. And the same with our team. That's exactly the same thing we do with our team. Come on in. Just keep get, get in the way of coming to church. Build relationships. To, here's the boundaries. And, and let's, let's interact. And then let's figure out, is there something you would like to do? Do you like kids? Okay, well, we've got a kids. What do you like to do? And then funny how God works all those things out for your good, and all of a sudden you find passion or purpose in something. And maybe you could call that God's specific will for you at a certain time and place, but if we, we first just need to focus on His ways. So just read this scripture real quick in Philippians 2 and 13. And it says, Continue to walk or to work. But you could say walk. Continue to work. Out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his purpose. But but the word that kind of stood out to me there was continue to work, to maybe you could say move. Maybe you could replace that with pray. Or you could say continue to show up, or you could say continue to meditate on the word, continue to study. Maybe for you, continue to be present in whatever relationships you're in, but continue. Without the continuation, there's a cycle that is broken. Because if you don't continue to work out your salvation, it won't happen. You won't progress. You'll probably maybe get frustrated and wonder why you've done it in the first place, why you even started, because it, sometimes what happens is we stop walking in God's ways, and then we wonder where God is in our life, and we get frustrated. Why is God not showing up? Why is God not moving? Why do I not feel as excited as I did when I first got saved, or why am I not as fresh as I was, but maybe if we could just walk in His ways, maybe we're in a, in a valley, and, and we've, camped, we've set up camp in a valley instead of walking through the valley. You know, that verse, walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. But you're not supposed to set up camp in the valley. You're supposed to continue on. Amen? So today's message is called How to Function in God's Will. Let's pray. God, I just ask, Holy Spirit, come, speak through me, help me to deliver your message and your word to your people. Make it clear. Open eyes, in Jesus' name, amen. How to function in God's will. You see, often when we stop using the path, the path becomes unusable. When we stop using a path, so I'm going to show you a picture here behind me, maybe you can catch a little glimpse of it on the screen, or uh, online, with one of the cameras there at the back, um, so I was actually going to leave my car in to get fixed. It was actually, it was so warm, the SE has ran out, and I needed to get it refilled. And so I was out there in the Silverwood direction, and at a mechanics there, and it was going to take about an hour. So I dropped it in, and I'm like, what do I, what do, I do for an hour? I might as well go get some steps up, you know, see if I can hit my, t- my tally for the day. So I'm going to eat something nice later. Um... And as I was going out, I realized there's really not much going on around here. Whereas the path? I'm going to walk the Tannock Moor Gardens. Uh, and there wasn't really a clear path on the side of, ro- side of the road that I was on. But then I, I ended up, through all the weeds and all the mess, found this path. And you can understand that this path has actually been led with tarmac. So there was once upon a time that this path was brand new. It probably even had uh, curbs. Uh, it probably... Look completely fresh and ready for purpose. I don't know when it was erected, when it was laid, or when it, when it happened, but I know that at one point it was brand new and there was no weeds and there's no mess. But what I sense in that moment is that sometimes in our life, that's, that's what we feel like. Maybe there's an error in your life. Maybe your walk with God feels like this. Maybe your family life looks like this. Maybe. Maybe there's something in your past and you just left it. It was good. It was usable. It was operating and functioning until something happened along the line and you just decided I'm not going there any longer. And now this is what you have five months later, a year later. It doesn't take too long for the weeds to pop up. And so as I was walking through and, and going through The weeds, what I realize is, in order to get this path back into order, there needs to be function. There needs to be movement. We need to start using it again. I guarantee you just the footwork of people walking over this path, a lot of the weeds would begin to disintegrate and to die just through being trampled on. Have you ever seen even a path through a, a Tullymore Forest Park or wherever, and it's off the beaten track, but it's became a path because what? It's been func- there's been function. People have continually walked upon a certain plot of land where there's maybe been weeds or grass, and eventually it's wore out and it's become a path. It's like a path in the wilderness. And honestly, I believe right now, there's some of us, it's been a long year. It's been a lot of stress for some of us. It's, you're feeling tired. And there's maybe some things, maybe some of the most important things you've neglected. Like me, it's weird, isn't it? We always say that you know prayer is our first response after a decision, but often, if we're honest, it's our last resort. And this is where where we are in our in our soul right now. It doesn't look like much. You're not excited when you see it. It doesn't even look clear how you're going to get there. But I honestly believe. This is a word for some people in here today. It's time to start functioning again. It's time to start doing what you've done before that worked. It's time to work, walk back in God's ways because He is the way that the Bible says. He is the truth and the life. So if you start to walk in His ways, you're also walking in His truth because His ways are His truth. And as you walk in His truth and His way, then you find life. And then God will guide you within that circumference, within that area, you will find purpose, you will find His will, you will stumble across it as you continue to walk. You know, during the the week um, when our teams were sharing, we would have the usher team leader come up, we would have the production team, we would have the worship team, all the different team leaders came up when they shared here on the floor. And, and one of the things that I noticed that stood out to me, which was really encouraging, was a lot of people started to talk about this thing called ESPN. And a lot of you know that as a news channel, but we've kind of stolen that ESPN and, and, and revamped it, and we, the E stands for encouragement, the S stands for scripture, the P stands for prayer, and the N stands for next step. Now, th- that was all fun at the start when you're trying to, like, get that ball rolling, in the teams, I'm trying to get people to understand why do we do this and when should we do it and how should we do it and, and, and trying to encourage people to be vulnerable because no one's ever really encouraged people by showing them their medals and their trophies. But we have encouraged people by, by saying, hey, I struggle with this and, and this is how God helped me, by being vulnerable. Any of the groups where you see healing vulnerability is at the center. And so we've been developing this culture around ESPN and trying to get people to share and get out of their comfort zone and not just try to impress people with, look what God, look, at, you know, look what's happening in my life and look how talented I am. No, let's talk about weakness because the Bible says in our weakness, we're strong. And so what actually happened is that people done it. Well, most of the teams, I think. And it was overwhelming, the response, because this is the response that we got from one of the guys that led, led the teams He said, it's absolutely incredible. He actually forgot to talk about it. It was actually William on the production team. I'm just going to expose him (laughs) because I need to use that example. So, So he nearly forgot to talk about just like how good the cameras were and how good the sound was and the practical equipment, which is amazing because he got caught up in ESPN. He's like, people have literally broke through in their life through ESPN, People have literally found freedom through ESPN. People have literally, what, 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 are, what are people doing in ESPN? They're aligning they're themselves with God's ways. They're talking about the scriptures, the truth of God's word, S, and they're using that to encourage one another. And, and they're continually. every time you have to do ESPN, I'm telling you, you're a wee bit nervous, so you're like, I've got to bring a word from God here. So they have to pray. So they're walking in God's ways through prayer, through getting into the Word, meditating on it, and then they're releasing that encouragement. The Bible says those who rejoice, those who encourage others will themselves be encouraged. And so we've seen this process over the years, especially over COVID, people taking videos and doing ESPNs and all sorts. But they've just consistently showed up, consistently done ESPNs. And I'm telling you, the people in our church who have grown and flourished the most are those people who have continued to do ESPNs. And continue to serve, but not just serve in the outward, not just get excited about equipment. Get excited about life change of others. Get excited about encouraging each other. Those people have broke through. One of them actually said this, hilarious. He's like, well, actually, I have to say, like, I actually would probably blame the church for me getting a promotion at work. What? I would actually blame the church for me getting a promotion in work. What do you mean? It was like before, like I wouldn't have had the confidence to speak in front of people, one. And, and also, I wouldn't have been self-aware of feelings and vulnerability and how people... says, now I actually go into work and ask people, like, how, you, how, how are you doing? I'm actually thinking beyond the surface of just getting the job done in, in and out. I'm actually thinking about who they are. I'm thinking about how they're feeling. I'm thinking about them as human beings, not people that just get the job done on a production line. And because of that, I have become a better leader... I'm also more confident in myself because I've had reps, I've had practice at those things. And obviously my manager, whoever's over me, seen that and promoted me. Because in God's house, there's a place of freedom. There should be at least. We're trying to cultivate a culture where people can get reps in a judgment-free zone in a place which is full of faith and prophetic word that we speak over people, believe in them before they believe in themselves to the point where they're up here sharing stories to you. And this becomes a a well-oiled machine where people just keep showing up, the fire keeps burning, people keep bringing sticks, and God's church continues to see life change. Why? Through loving God and through loving people. Is that good news? To me, that's the church I dream of is one that actually works behind the scenes, not just pretty on the surface, not just flashy on the surface or shiny on the surface, but one that actually the production team are maturing as spiritually as people on the worship team, or or people on the stage, or even more so. Amen? Those who refresh others are then themselves refreshed. says in, in philippines 2 and 15 so that you may become blameless and pure children of god without fault in a warped and crooked generation then you will shine among them like the stars in the sky this is coming after the con- continue to work on your salvation this is coming after that that you will shine you'll be blameless you'll be pure well you can't really be blameless and pure if you're not running in those ways If you're not continuing to walk in those ways, you won't have the symptom of being blameless or pure. You won't shine if you neglect God's ways. And listen, I'm telling you, you I honestly believe you cannot do this without being faithful to God's house and to His people. Being in community, uh, we have a few groups that are still running, just friendship circles that have began to develop, and I've seen people they don't always feel like meeting up, feel actually very vulnerable, but I've seen some people who have just never give up. Even when they're frustrated, even when they're kicking and screaming, they just keep walking in God's ways, and then eventually, one day comes where something shifts and something breaks. I'm actually doing this mobility course at the minute um, to try and get my body all functioning and balanced, because I've realized over time, playing football, standing on one foot, kicking on one foot sometimes... Over a long period of time, your body goes off balance with your glutes, your hamstrings, what it could, your back. You might have pain in your back, but it might be because your glute is not firing the way it should be. Does that make any sense to anyone in here? And so I'm doing all these crazy exercises, and one thing the guy says, listen, it might take four weeks for you, it might take a week, it might take six months, but if you just keep walking in the way that I've shown you, eventually everything will balance, and if there's anything off, it will eventually shift into place. And it might happen suddenly. But you have to consistently continue to walk in the ways that I've shown you. And that, that looks like all these weird exercises on the floor, doing these bridges, doing these... I don't even know what, what half of them are called. And, and not just doing like a sit-up, <laughs> thinking that'll help everything. But I've actually found myself as I've... At the start, it was so painful. It felt so... Oh, it was so much work just to... To get anywhere, and I felt so discouraging because I was so far off the pace, but now that I'm gone about a month or two, you don't have to do it as regular because I'm, I'm starting to get more aligned, I'm stronger, my muscles have been, uh, more, they're more equipped now, and so therefore, the, he says, as, as, as you go on, you maybe only have to do a, a little recap every, every week or, or, or maybe a, a once or twice a week just to keep you in check. And honestly, that's that's the same as walking in God's ways. At the start sometimes, when you're trying to heal up in some areas of your life or surrender your life, sometimes it can be suddenly. And other times, you just have to keep walking it out. You just keep walking on the path. Just keep walking in His ways. So often, people come in, and we all do it, and we expect God just to move in our life, and He doesn't do it within five seconds or five minutes. I'm done. I'm not doing it anymore. But that's not the way the Scripture has been. That's not the way our instruction book has, has presented freedom. He's presented it like pray day and night, do everything without complaining. <laughs> Seriously. Do everything? Surely there's some things we can complain about and it's okay. The Bible says do everything. <sighs> but it brings freedom. And it works. And we're seeing it work here. And hopefully, as we other people catch that and realize my word is working for them, maybe it'll work for me. That's what one of the guys said in the team. He shared maybe a wound that he had from the past and he revealed his vulnerability. And he says, But I'm deciding to walk in God's ways in this. I'm deciding, listen, we said last week that God's ways are clear, but they're not always easy. One of the hardest things I guarantee for each of us in this place is the Bible says, Do not repay evil with evil, but repent with good. That's one of the hardest ways of God to obey. It's so tempting, and it seems so right not to do that, but it doesn't break us free. And he was saying how he actually chose to forgive his father. And because he chose, it didn't just, the imbalance didn't just fix itself overnight. It was as he he continued to choose. When bitterness rose up, I forgive you. When bitterness rose up the next day, I forgive you, it would, it would be worse one day and less the next. But it's a bit like that balancing act, the mobility exercises, you've got to keep on it. And the more you keep on it, the less you have to do it. Because you're reminding your soul, no, I'm a child of God, favor is not fair, God give me grace to give away free like He gave it to me. Amen? Your wilderness can become your walkway. So actually, I was talking to Cherith McMurray um, during the week, and, and she had a beautiful little child during the lockdown. And the unfortunate part for her was she couldn't see family. She just had one of the most beautiful things that you can probably do have on this earth. And, and one of the probably the, the people you want to share that with, I'm presuming, is the, the closest and, the, you know, the, the dearest people to you, you want to share those special moments with, but she couldn't. And she said, I actually felt like it was traumatic in some ways, because this expectation I had, these dreams I had, and what I thought it would look like, it was so far removed. And she's obviously had a bit of time to process, now she's able to see her family now, thankfully, but but at the, the tail end of that, she processed all of those emotions, that hurt, that, that disappointment. She came to me, and this, this was so encouraging to me. She says, Phil, I actually want, I, I have it in my heart to start a mother's and toddlers. Because I now have empathy for what it is like to be isolated. And I, 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 I feel like God's put it on my heart. How amazing is that? Because what, what that person has done is they've taken their wilderness. They've taken a season of hurt, of trauma in some ways, of disappointment, and God, God's presence, God's, through prayer, through Bible reading, God has somehow put it on her heart not to, to complain about it any longer, not, not to just sit and, and look at how bad it was, not to focus on the past, but actually to get up, dust herself off, and I want to help. God has put it in my heart. The Holy Spirit has told me not to look back, but to look forward. The Holy Spirit has has told me not to just look at the wilderness and just say it's the wilderness and that's just it. No, the Holy Spirit has actually told her to say, There's the wilderness. I see a pathway. It's not here yet, but I see a pathway. In your life, what's what's your wilderness? Where have you been wounded, hurt, discouraged? What if you got into God's presence through walking in His ways, through reading His Word, through praying consistently, continually? Who knows what God could put in your heart? Don't try and work it out. You don't have to try and figure it out. Just get into the vicinity of the playground and allow the Lord to guide you, to be creative, to dream. Don't try and work it out before you get there. Just get into prayer. Get into his presence, be still. Dreams will come. Visions will come. You don't have to do it on your own effort. That's, that's tiring. Trying to do it on your own effort. Trying to please people. Trying to impress people. That's tiring. Be free. God, it's amazing. God wants to make a, a walkway through a wilderness, through someone's pain. You thought that would have been negative. Equity emotionally. But God has somehow turned it around and, and created something out of a wound. Isaiah 43 and 16 says this: "This is what God says: The God who builds a road right through the ocean, who carves a path through the pondering waves, the God who summons horses and chariots and armies—they lie down and they can't get up. They're snuffed out. They're snuffed out like so many candles. Forget about what's happened." Don't keep going over old history. It's almost, we got to leave those traumas in the past, take them for what they are. Be alert, be present. I'm about to do something brand new. Excitement. There's purpose. It's bursting out. It's not just going to drip out. It's not going to just get there more than enough. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I see with my natural eyes, I see wilderness, I see weeds, I see impossibilities. But in the Spirit, I'm making a road through the desert, rivers into rivers in the badlands. And those bad places that I once perceived as against me, God has switched it around, turned it around to be for me. But I honestly don't believe you can get there without. His presence without the filter of faith. Not the filter of effort. Not trying to do it in your own strength. Honestly, I find the best ideas that I get, whether it be for sermons or church or whatever it is, is found in stillness. It's not trying to work it out. It's just, God, I just need to be in your presence again. I'm just going to go for a walk and relax. And actually, every Saturday, me and Anna try to pray. Cause during the week it's just busy. She's up early. I'm not getting up at five. I'm sorry. Um, we we'll pray by ourselves during the week, but, but on a Saturday morning we, we just we pray. We pray every day before bed, even when we don't want to. Happens quite often. Um, but we do it because we're going to walk in God's ways, and that, that's what we set up. But on a Saturday morning, I, we just went, We go away, find our space, and pray. Come back together and share what God's put in our heart. And it's funny on Saturday. What I find is I just. Just been so busy the last year. And I just, I just, said some things like, God, I leave, so I'm going to put success in your hands. The success of the church, the success of my effectiveness and my purpose. Because that's where a lot of my busyness comes, comes from those places and the pressure. And I literally just, it's where I just said, God, I let in your hands. I, I just, <laughs> I'm taking that off my shoulders, and the weight, it was like I could literally feel physical weight lifting from my shoulders, because there's just been so much movement this year, there's been so much going on, but it looked like surrender, and it looked like just letting go, and I felt I could breathe. Actually, feel even more relaxed just now, <laughs> just thinking about that thought that God, had I'm going to work hard, yes, I'm going to walk in your ways, yes, but the success is in your hands, God. I, I just can't We can't cultivate that. Can't make that happen. And you can't either. You've got to take the weight off here with your kids. You can do your part. You can do your best. You can walk in God's ways. But there's certain elements of that you can't, you can't guarantee. Take the weight off. Surrender. Amen. Amen? Psalm 92 and 12 says this. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree, the righteous will first like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon, planted in the house of God. They will, will flourish in the courts of our God. They will, they will bear fruit in old age. Can I get an amen, Billy? Amen. They will stay fresh and green. But they're planted. They're not moving to and fro. They're not redeciding deciding every other week, should I do it, should I not. They're not deciding... Um, on a short term basis though they've decided I'm going to walk in God's ways I'm going to get planted in a local church in a, what is a church a community of people I'm going to stay connected I'm going to keep showing up what does that mean it means I'm going to when there's people that offend me I'm going to stay connected <laughs> when there's people I don't like I'm going to keep showing up I'm going to endure the valley when I feel unforgiveness towards certain people I'm going to deal with it with the scripture and walk in his ways and say I'm going to bless you it's clear not always easy. I'm going to commit myself to regular interaction with people who believe the same about me, who edify me, build me up. I'm telling you, some of you have weeds all over your path this week because partly you haven't been able to meet up, but it doesn't stop the weeds. <laughs> and that's why we're, we're about to do some things. In the church, in regards to gr- groups, we 're going to start creating more areas to connection. Did I, did I talk about how we're going to have a gy- the girls are going to do a gym class? Did I say that in here I said that in pre-service? Okay, so, so we're going to do uh, the, I think Chloe's going to start doing a Tuesday night in here, a gym class um, and, we're, and we're looking at the parents and toddlers group. starting up we 're going to look at some other things as well we're looking at uh, a man 's night and different things, so we're starting to really start to get back into group flow. It's so important. We're not just being planted for the sake of it. We want to be green. We want to be fresh. We we want to lift the burden from our soul and refresh ourselves. You see, sometimes the the problem we have isn't the place. The problem is our posture. And so often we're looking to change our position. I see so many people, and they're moving around, but actually, from talking to a few people recently, they've realized that actually the position they were in wasn't the problem. It was the posture of their soul. It was the unforgiveness. It was unhealthy connections with other people that could have been dealt with in the same position. And that's why God is more about who you are and the condition of our soul than where you are. Because you can probably be effective anywhere. If you're alive, if you're fresh, if your soul is f- f- full, there's not too many places on the earth you couldn't be effective and do some great things for God. But but if if your soul is empty, it doesn't matter where you are, no matter how blue the skies are, no matter how nice the people are around you, if you're not showing up in God's presence in prayer, petition, your soul will be empty. If you're not surrendering, your soul... You'll feel weight. You'll be burdened. And I'll finish with this. Keep showing up. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Sometimes the the easiest thing to remember is not the big long verse. It's simple things like keep showing up. Like I said in that first verse we looked at, continue to work. Continue to move Continue to walk in God's ways, and He will lead you eventually to His will. Continue to pray. Keep your heart and your posture surrendered. Continue to love on God before you love people. Stop trying to love people before you let God love you, and that you love Him and you worship Him. This is why it's so important to get in here for worship. I know it's hard to get, the, it's hard to get here in time all the time, but listen. One thing we're going to really press in this next season is we want even our volunteers to serve one and attend one. Why? Because you need to worship publicly, weekly. You need a chance to surrender your soul again publicly and sing songs of worship. That's why in the Old Testament, we see time and time again, the Israelites would only win the war when they surrendered their heart in worship before. not after, not playing catch-up. So I want to encourage you, make that a priority. It's not a, if you're going to work, you're going to get there. There's consequences if you don't get there at the right time. There's also consequences here. I'm not saying for me. I'm saying for your soul. I'm saying for those weeds that will grow, that will infect you and your family and and who you are and where you're going. Do the best that you can to get involved in some way, connected to some people, whether it be mothers and toddlers, whether it be in the prayer group, or if, you can't, if you're busy during the week, just to find something. We'll create something for your purpose, so you can shine brightly, not like a diamond, like Jesus. But don't do it on your own effort. Don't try and cultivate the energy to do it artificially just burn out. It's no power anyhow. It's not going to work. Keep showing up. I remember when I was training, and I was in a, ch- a few different churches and I was looking all around me and I was in the States and I was trying to gather information and trying to get good examples around me to follow. And I remember having a revelation about it pastors and people who built things well and things that lasted and things that stood the test of time, one thing I noticed was with, with pastors that were having impact and, and making a big difference, a lot of times the bigger the difference was, especially to what God had put in their hand, a lot, a lot of times the, the difference was equated nearly towards their consistency, consistency in their vision, consistency in the way they'd done things, consistency in showing up. And I, I had this revelation that if I'm really wanting to do something significant, I'm going to have to commit to, to probably 20 years at least. I'm going to have to commit to the long run, not just the short seed form. I, I'm going to have to commit to something beyond a seed and just a quick, quick growth. And so I, that helped me to posture my mind to consistency, Posture my mind to the small things, to the small conversations consistently. Cast my mind to the one person, because everyone matters. Not just a quick fix, get a big crowd, and hope for the best, and don't talk to anyone, but God is more about presence. God is more about who I am, more than where I am, or what I'm doing. God's more about my posture than the place I live Or the country I'm in. Amen? So we're going to respond. I go ahead and stand. Maybe some people in here want to ask you, maybe you need to commit to walking the path again. There's a path that you left, there's a path that you neglected, there's a path of old where offense lies. There's a path where you've been let down. There's a path where some people left your life. There's a path you inherited because of your fathers and your grandfathers. And they've always done something a certain way, but you know the path is a mess. And you can walk over it and make a new path in the wilderness. And you can face that stuff. And don't face it with complaint. And you're not going to face it with bitterness any longer, you're going to face it with God's ways, which I forgive. I bless that person. I bless that situation. I bless that family. I bless whatever that is. I bless you. And and you're going to continue to bless that and keep it balanced and keep it in line with God's way and not your way. And as you continue to balance that out, as you continue to work in those areas of your soul, as you stay in prayer and petition, God is going to make a way He's not just going to make a way. He's going to lead you to His will. He's going to lead you to promises. He's going to lead you to new ideas, to new situations. You never would have expected, and you don't have to expect. It's freedom. But we've got to revisit the past. We've got to revisit our situations God's way. And His truth. And then He will bring His life. Amen? If you're in here with every head bowed and eye closed, and you want me to pray for you right now for and you're committing yourself to walking back in his ways in a situation, go ahead and raise your hand. I want to pray for you right now. You're committing to, to walking in God's truth. see that hand. Anyone else? You can put that down. Anyone else? God, we just pray for those people. God, we just pray and thank you that your way is a way of life and it leads not to destruction, but to freedom to purpose to generational curses being broken it's serious there's consequence God we come before you with fear and trembling that if we don't walk in your way there's consequence and it doesn't end with us our families take the hit our friends take the hit so God we're going to step up we're going to walk in your way maybe there's some people in here you you need to choose God's way for your life And surrender your soul and and say, sorry, God, for the things that I've done and I repent. Let's say a prayer right now and help those guys along. Church, let's say this prayer. God, I thank you for Jesus who has made a way in my wilderness, in my sin. I receive new life found in Christ and I walk with you in Jesus' name amen. every head bowed and eye closed, if you, if you said that, go ahead and raise your hand. I'd love to pray for you at this, this very moment, even online. Let some people know in the chat or messages, direct messages online. If you've said that and you made a commitment in your heart, we have also a starter pack with the Bible and a guide just to get you on, on track. We had a, a guy last week make a decision and We have people regularly making those decisions. We'd love to just give you what you need to try and get you started and on your journey. God, we just thank you that you're good. We thank you that you're here. God, we thank you that you have a way, even a way through the most impossible situations and hurt. We thank you that you make ways in the wilderness. You even use our hurt, you even use our past to help fulfill our purpose. In Jesus' name. Hope you enjoyed the podcast today. I hope it encouraged you. There's a few things I'd love you to do. I'd love you to subscribe to our YouTube, iTunes or Spotify account. This is so you can keep up with our most recent material and messages. If this ministry has impacted your life and you'd love to help us reach others, you can do that right now by going to ariachurch.org and giving now. Cannot wait to see you next week on the Aria Church podcast.